The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. Welcome to the Multimedia Café. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Café, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. We're going to get right into today's program. we got a pretty full program with Destiny McMillan. She's a third-generation senior landman from Northern Colorado Legal Support. Talks about the new oil and gas regulations in Colorado having major impacts. In fact, they're already bleeding into Wyoming. I mean, that is some incredible turnaround happening very quickly in the state of Colorado. And now looks like it's going to be impacting Wyoming as well. So she talks about how some companies have already left Colorado for Oklahoma, how the industry, the oil and gas industry, is retiring, going through a vetting process right now of new oil and gas professionals. McMillan also opines whether the oil and gas industry should be promoting right now, as in the war against oil continues. The governor of Colorado recently used the phrase war against oil, so the Drums are beating once again against the oil and gas industry. In fact, there's two presidential candidates now that are platforming on the fact they want to eliminate fossil fuels and stop drilling. Well, I guess they don't want to eliminate fossil fuels. A little dramatic on my part. But then again, banning drilling is extremely dramatic. So I apologize for my dramatic comment now hopefully the presidential candidates will realize the actual insanity behind theirs because it is if you take a step back that 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 is an actual insane comment i mean in terms of sterileness in ranking i know we live in a world where everything's the best and everything's the worst all the time but sometimes you have to take a step back and say if we ban drilling what would that do to the economy what would that do to the light switches what would that do to our cars? What would that do to our farming? I mean, you, you have to really stop and think about it. What we say on this program, let's start with plastic straws. Let's just start there. Let's just, you know what, let's start. That'll clean the oceans. That'll help everybody out. That'll eliminate a type of plastic, you know, maybe plastic bags too. Who knows? I mean, the point is, is that let's not ban it. Because if we ban it, it's going to have a ripple like you can't even imagine. So, uh, whoa, I'm sorry. Did I just stand on a soapbox here? Because apparently I must have. That was a heck of an introduction for Destiny McMillan, and senior landman, Northern Colorado Legal Support. Boy, I wonder where my uh, opinions lie on this one. Hmm, gee. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Denise McMillan, senior landman with Northern Colorado Legal Support. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. I don't care if it's North Dakota or Southern Minnesota, just as long as I grow. Oh, that's my life, yes, y'all, and I love it. That's my life, there ain't nothing else in the world above it. And I see people all alone picking their guitars, playing their songs, and I tell them, forget it. 
you can't fake it. If you're gonna make it, you gotta live it. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. So here's to all of the good thinkers And here's to the lonely drinker But don't you know Let this moment pass Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Destiny McMillan, Senior Landman, Northern Colorado Legal Support. Destiny McMillan, Northern Colorado Legal Support. Otherwise known as a Senior Landman. And is that, uh, is that true? You're a Senior Landman? It's true. So, I've been a Senior Landman for a couple of years now. So just very, you know, naivete. Is there a Junior Landman? I've never heard that term. Yeah, so, you know, there's several bridges up through the um, the land department. You can generally start as, like, a lease analyst, land tech, um, and then you move into the, you know, like, junior land man. Some people call it an associate land man. That's what um, I've heard. And it, yeah, it's different at different companies. Everyone has their own nomenclature. Um, but then once you re- reach a certain level, um, senior land man is kind of the the – rung right below a land manager. All right. Well, thank you for that quick overview. Sometimes I like to do just a little one-on-one, little or a little one-on-one, if you will, just a lot, lot of new faces in the oil and gas industry. And today's topic is one of the, uh, in my opinion, one of those examples of the new faces in the industry. On our program, we said for probably the last seven years, there's a vetting process going on in the oil and gas industry right now. There's a change happening to where we've said this three, four, five years ago with the narrative when it comes to environmental and environmentalism and and the environment to where let's get rid of fossil fuels is the new narrative. And that's that's astounding to me because that's that's actually an insane comment by its literal definition. It would be uh, the walking dead without zombies in three days without any drilling at all. That's just that's fact. That's not even debatable. So the fact that We've gotten to the point to where two presidential candidates now are actually saying, I'm going to ban drilling once I'm elected president. That That's crazy. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. And now Colorado has even gone to the point to where there's some banning of certain drilling areas to where I've read reports that anywhere from 60 to 80 percent of all active or, or available uh, gas reserves, oil and gas reserves are going to be impacted. So there's there's a sea of change going on. What I'm getting to about the vetting process was there's about 70% of the industry retiring. And it's probably down to the next three years now. It's been happening over the next three or last three or four. So there's a vetting process going to where they want to make sure that the new generation coming in has an understanding of the business that's been built and a respect for the land. 
So that's why we brought on Destiny McMillan, Senior Land Man, to talk about some of these changes, some of the things that are happening in Colorado. And I, I went a little overboard on my monologue, so I do apologize. And we try not to get political on this program, but we've been trying to, to I guess, be chicken little because for us, this isn't politics. This is reality that the narrative has really gotten to the point to where they're banning oil and gas drilling in states now, and I've even read to where they're bleeding into Wyoming possibly, but two presidential candidates are now just have no problem saying an absolutely insane comment like that. So um, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, the oil and gas industry is not a stranger to downturn, and um, you're right. There, there's a lack of personnel um, between the ages of, you know, 40 and retirement age, you know, I have a theory that um, landmen never retire, um, and that's just, I'm third generation oil and gas, and both of my uh, grandfathers retired several times before they actually, you know, hung up the hung up their hats. But um, there, is, there is some concern about, you know, the political rhetoric um and it's it is fairly new um and, and it's got it's got ramped up very quickly i think it's it it's, did it, it went and it accelerated were, were over, yeah and the impacts were overnight you know i um people people have been talking about it here in colorado um proposition 112 was introduced to our ballot last november and the oil and gas industry you know, had to really come together quickly. Destiny McMillan, ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Destiny McMillan, Senior Landman, Northern Colorado Legal Support. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. And here's to the sound of one hand clapping, and here's to not letting this moment pass. And here's to carrying the weight of the world And here's to screaming, yeah, never being heard And here's to not letting this moment pass Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever the model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. The Salvation Army band played, and the children drink lemonade, and the morning lasted all day, all day. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Destiny McMillan, Senior Landman, Northern Colorado Legal Support. And the oil and gas industry, you know, had to really come together quickly and get the messaging out and, and do that. We had not We had not prepared for that. We were we were not really um, engaged in that because our job are to go out and produce energy so that when everyone flicks on a 
light switcher turns on their heater, their heat comes on. So it was a, it was a new kind of political landscape, even for me personally. Um, you know, I went and we, we defeated Proposition 112 in Colorado, and we all thought, okay, we've got a little bit of breathing room. The voters in Colorado want us to seriously look at the environmental impacts and, um, you know, show them what our, what, our, what our safety regulations really look like out in the field. And so we were, you know, I'm on the um, uh, board for the COGA, um, a committee actually for COGA, and one of our talking points was, we need to really um, get some messaging out to the general public about, you know, these are the safety regulations. Colorado owns the most patents for safety equipment that's used out in the field. Um, we have some of the smartest people, the smartest engineers um, in Colorado that work every day to try and improve um, air quality. They try and improve safety um, at the, you know, at the wellhead. Um, and so there, there was all of this stuff that was going on behind the scenes for years that no one, no one really talked about because our industry is really kind of private. I mean, we, we are not out there, you know, um, you know, we don't put up billboards. We just don't do that kind of, um, I guess, positive messaging, if you will. So it kind of caught everyone on their heels um, when this Senate bill um, popped up, and we had kind of hoped that there was going to be a little more dialogue and maybe a chance for amendments and, and really get down to the nitty-gritty and, and see what was in that bill, that, um, what was the real purpose of this bill. Um, and of course, you know, I'm sure you saw that um, that bill was, was passed very quickly. Um, I, along with um, thousands of um, landmen and field workers and roughnecks, um, we all went and testified to the Senate to, you know, kind of explain, like, there's not been an economic um, impact study to show what happens when, as you said, 60% of one area um, loses revenue. How does that impact people locally? How does that impact the entire state's economy? So it kind of happened really fast, and now everyone is, is really looking at like, okay, what are we have some support from like the Wells County commissioners had um, a meeting this morning and were you know basically saying we're behind this industry a hundred percent and um, so now we're really kind of starting to focus on what's going to happen at the COGCC um, but we don't know um, the counties that are um, you know maybe a little wishy-washy on, on whether they support us. They're trying to throw together committees to um, meet the, the new standards for the law. So it's just kind of been a, it's kind of been a little bit of a, um, a runaround, I guess, for lack of a better term. Well, it's uncharted territory. And, it is. and it's the, the closest thing that I've seen is the smoking ban, which happened in a lot of different areas where you have so many feet away from a building that you can smoke, yada, yada. It's not it's not in the same ballpark, but it's in the same blueprint, if that makes sense, to where it was a it was kind of a back doorway to ban something through public health and safety. And mm -hmm. that, that's pretty much the way I saw it in Colorado. And when when I saw that in November, we started actually having people on our program from the education standpoint that 
listen, folks, we're not trying to be chicken little here. This is organized. There's there's a there, you know there's resources behind this, and Colorado to me seemed like the test state because well it's a very outdoor you know earthy granola you know whatever what's what hippie nonsense as my friend always calls me because I, I I get into some hippie stuff I love Colorado I I like hiking I like the outdoors so people call me a hippie but um, of course it, you know Colorado's a little bit more left leaning is what I'm getting at versus a Wyoming or North Dakota or Texas. But now I'm even seeing where Wyoming is even looking at implementing some of these things. Have you have you seen those reports coming up too? You know, I have. I've seen. Um, I think the the most um, provocative for me was the district court judge who um, basically put a halt on all of the. There was like five hundred thousand acres worth of federal leases, claiming that the um, environmental impact study had not been done to his satisfaction, and um, that's the first time that we've had the court, you know, really, um, I guess, just totally and entirely not um, validate leases that were bought and paid for, you know, by private companies to the government, and so that was, that's a little alarming to me. I've been kind of trying to follow that really closely just to see how that shakes out. Um, I'm not 100% familiar with what exactly that did, you know, what studies he wants to see done, but I think that that's going to be really impactful to the state of Wyoming. And if it, you know, if that, if that becomes the new normal, that's going to affect all states. Oh, this is, this is, a, land. this is part of the paradigm shift that's going on in oil and gas right now that I did not see coming. We, on our program here, we've been talking about the paradigm shift for the last decade, horizontal drilling, um, f- uh, hydraulic fracturing. We've got dozens of CEOs on our programs talking about the paradigm shift that happened because of that. And so everything is changing. The technology sector has actually been just been booming because of the oil and gas integration and, and everything along those lines. This I did not really see coming to where this is going to impact communities. I mean, the only industry that's added jobs in the last decade is the oil and gas industry. All of the other industries have not added jobs. If you take a net gain at the end of 10 years, the mining industry, because of the oil and gas, is the only industry. So that, that, yeah. that, that, that's what scares me, is that, that that's, the, that's the reality. And so you start looking at some of these oil and gas communities, you take it out. I just read this morning where now 50, $34 million is not going to be budgeted for a local school or a gymnasium now. And I forget yeah. the name of the town because they're not going to get the oil and gas revenue. And so That's correct. you're starting to see the trickle effect happen before anything happens because we're, we're exactly. in the uncharted territory. So people are just reacting and trying to figure things. By the way, uh, Destiny McMillan on the line with us here, senior landman with Northern Colorado Legal Support, third generation oil and gas. Also, uh, I did a quick look at your LinkedIn profile. Did you get an award for uh, women in oil and gas being one of the, the, the leaders in terms of the industry? I did. In 2017, I was honored by the um, Denver Business Journal as um, one of the top women in energy and here in Colorado, I was, so, I was very honored. I'm hum, I was humbled to accept that. 
Well, we're humbled to have you on the program because, you know, be, between between your third generation and your uh, awards and everything, we'll call you an expert since we're talking about <laughs> call, call, call. Well, hey, you know what? You, you, play, you pay, you play. You've done it. So good for you. You know, you're there. You're an expert status now. Um, oh, well, thank you. You're, you're welcome. It. So what's next? What, what are you hearing from companies? What is your company doing to adjust? Just uh, I, I know we're in uncharted territories, but has anybody made any you know, real moves, you know, has, has, has somebody got up and left and said, all right, we're moving to New Mexico. Yeah. I, um, you know, aside from the people that I serve, so I'm, I'm considered a third party consultant to the industry. So, um, you know, I've worked with, um, the extraction, I've worked with Noble. Destiny McMillan, ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Destiny McMillan, senior landman, Northern Colorado Legal Support. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. When will I touch ground again? Start all over, start all over. When will I touch ground again? Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. With construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Destiny McMillan, Senior Landman, Northern Colorado Legal Support. I'm I'm considered a third-party consultant to the industry. So, um, you know, I've worked with um, the extraction. I've worked with Noble. Um, those companies, you know, they have their own um, issues. I feel like they're going to be in a better um, position to, you know, ride out and see how this how this really actually plays out. But in the meantime, the third-party consultants, um, those are the first people to go. And so, you know, if they, if they have to trim fat, so to speak, um, it's people like me and my company that that are immediately impacted. Um, this happens during downturns, but generally a downturn happens, um, you know, a little, a little more slowly. You kind of, you kind of see things trickle off versus just, you know, the hammer dropping and people walking away. Um, I have had to really kind of turn my focus to, you know, if, if companies in Colorado are not going to be, needing title opinions or needing title to be looked at, um, then where do I go? Is it Wyoming? And, like, 
we just discussed, Wyoming's kind of, you know, they've got a great, um, they've got a, two great plays up there, the Green River and the Powder River. Um, but, you know, how are, how are they going to be affected? Um, again, you can go to Texas. The Bakken is great where you are. Um, and so those are things that I really have to look at. Um, there are companies that have just, they just shut down. Um, I had a company that was working with me in Weld County um, on the western half, and they had, you know, almost $17 million slated to do a project up there, and they just said, Destiny, we, you know, we can't, we don't know if we're going to be able to realize our investment, and so we can't do anything until we this whole thing rides out, until we see what's going to happen. You, the last thing you want to do is spend that amount of money and then not be able to... Um, you know, profit off of it, right? That's interesting um, how you how you said downturn because, you know, the industry is not going through a downturn. Just the state of Colorado is going exactly. through a downturn. It's wow. a downturn by legislation. Totally. Yeah. Downturn by yeah, legislation. The is, mm-hmm. The industry is booming um, outside of Colorado. As you know, um, we finally reached national energy independence, and that's, a goal that the industry and and from what I've seen prior to this last election cycle, um, you know, our state and our federal government, we've been pushing for that. We've been striving for that. How do we become energy independent? And we we accomplished that, which was, um, you know, a huge accomplishment for our country. But some people don't see that. And I think that, um, you know, there is, there is a disconnect between how oil and gas impacts your daily life, the petroleum byproducts that you use, <laughs> that people don't put together. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, yeah, it truly is. the medical industry. Well, like I said, um, the, the fact that you actually have two presidential candidates saying that I'm going to ban drilling, and those are your legitimate lead candidates this is not a republican democrat thing this is just whether that is an insane comment or not and honestly that's an insane comment i mean i'm not trying to be exaggerating i'm actually just trying we're a non-political program for these reasons we we, we're we're actually i i listen i won two radio awards for the top political station in the upper midwest okay they've been number one for 30 years I was oh, there for brilliant. I was there for three years as executive producer. I won two national awards. Okay, now we don't do politics on this program because everyone else is doing politics. You can't even watch ESPN without getting politics. Honest to God, <laughs> they, 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 yeah. for some reason they they got people to care about the um, national anthem, and that hasn't happened in thirty right. years. And it's all through politics. You can't even, I mean, you can't watch a sitcom without having politics involved now. So we, we just consciously said, we're going to be non-political. In fact, we put it in our marketing and our social media numbers doubled in a year because we were the only ones doing it. We were the only ones being non-political. ESPN and right. Bravo. Actually, that's not true. Kim Kardashian, uh, they had their own little vein too. So essentially what you had available to the public through traditional media was Kim Kardashian fueled uh, pop culture and and politics. That's all. So we, we we went this way, and we started noticing that this issue was becoming more and more of a real serious threat. To where the Dapple protest, for example, you had 
rubber bullets fired at the protesters and they brought the disabled army vets. So, you know, there there actually are war drums being beaten here too. So, now you're starting yeah. to now now you're starting to take away livelihoods from people through I mean, this is a serious serious issue here. So, I that, that that's why we are so serious about it because this is going to impact people's lives and it's it's too early of a sign to tell, but a downturn in a one whole state, what what's going on with your guys's communities that are relying on this i mean what are the local people doing they got to be i mean just walking on eggshells everyone is everyone is very nervous um you know there was a company that that left the western slope about two weeks ago um they just they just packed up and they moved their operation um to oklahoma and um the gazette over there said that that was 11 million dollars in wages the wage earners, and those are working class people. And I think that you know, as you were saying, that that's, these are the people that you that you speak to and that care about what you have to say. They want to they want to get the good information without it being you know too far leaning one way or the other. Um, but those are the people that are going to be um, you know most impacted. And it's not just industry people; um, these restaurant owners, the um, clothing stores that provide um fr clothing for the field guys um, oh and 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 the clothes that, that their, their their spouses are buying too exactly um you know their kids are going to school there so the schools are funded there's just you know everyone's kind of um you know some people that are immediately impacted people like me are you know we have no choice we have to immediately kind of you know reassess and realign um it's positive that, you know, we have the, the some of our largest producing counties are kind of behind us. But when you have private companies like the oil and gas industry that they really rely on profit, they don't have a choice. They have to go where they're going to still be able to make a profit. And the people that lose out are the working class people in this scenario. And that's that's the real unfortunate part. That That's the um, one thing I wish the legislatures, uh, the, the politicians would understand that um, you're not going to win in a game of chicken with oil and gas. They they don't play chicken. I know you think they are. But no, what they're telling you is actually true, that if you don't do that to this tax, we have to leave. It's not right. because we're, we're threatening you. It's because we have shareholders and it's because exactly. we have we, we have people that need to get paid. And if your community does not want our money, well, there's a community in Oklahoma that does. And unfortunately, that's just a sad reality of it. You know, that's I always tell people, don't play chicken with oil and gas. You're going to lose. I mean, because they're, they're, they're not playing the game. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think people understand, you know, how many people are actually involved in the food chain for um, oil and gas from from cradle to grave before you even put the, um, you know, the stake in the ground for the first well, there are thousands of people that have worked to get that stake in the ground. And then the well is drilled and there's, you know, thousands of people that do that. They have to get it to market. There's, you know, hundreds of people that do that. And, and I don't think that people have really um, looked at the impact from, you know, a prospect area all the way to getting that, um, you know, the gas into your gas tank or the oil down to Houston or, you know, over to Oklahoma. I mean, just 
people just don't really understand what that really looks like. Destiny McMillan, ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Destiny McMillan, Senior Landman, Northern Colorado Legal Support. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Been down Louisiana. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Destiny McMillan, Senior Landman, Northern Colorado Legal Support. What that really looks like, and um, I think that's something that, you know, maybe we can improve on here in Colorado, but I think as an industry as a whole... We all need to be really concerned and, and really focus on that message because, as you state, um, there are political candidates that are higher up that will affect the national the national um, economy that are supporting this same um, you know legislation that that our governor is supporting. I, it was really interesting to me. It was the first time he had a uh, uh, governor Polis had a press conference. Um, last week and in all of the in all of the senate bill 181 it was all about environment and you know health and safety and regulation um and he made an interesting comment that that no one had made before and he called it the war on oil and gas and that was the first time that i had heard any political really in our state government say that yeah and it struck me because you know from our vantage point, from my vantage point, I think from, from the vantage point of our industry, we are not in a war. We are trying to go out and provide heat for your homes and, you know, put food on the table for our families. We not only serve our own families, we serve everyone else's families in Colorado. And so that was a very interesting comment. You just, um, you just really validated. You va- sorry, you validated what I was getting at which is it's exactly it's a war and that's how they look at it and and unfortunately the industry doesn't look at it that way they look at it like no actually we're helping you turn your light on and we're helping you well that's the thing what you said earlier that is lost on people is that they don't understand how their light comes on um in fact big props out to the coal miners right now because thank you for turning on about uh i don't know 50 percent if not seven, like 90% of North Dakota is powered by coal. I mean, and mm-hmm. I, I would imagine Wyoming is pretty close too. But um, 
so I mean, coal is is the you know still the step or whatever you want to call it the the step dog or whatever that gets beaten on. Um, the one sure. thing though I, that I do think the oil and gas industry is a very unique position right now, and that is because the narrative has gotten so extreme that you have presidential candidates actually saying let's ban drilling, that I think they can actually spend some money and promote on PR. This is like one of the unique times in oil and gas's history to where they can because they're the only ones actually trying to save the planet, in my opinion. They're, they're the only ones making the investment, trying to improve the technology and the way that they're trying to mine energy. And a lot of the environment, take Bernie Sanders and um, Elizabeth Warren, just two people that are saying, let's ban oil and gas. Um, do they have iPhones? Because it takes 28 rare minerals to use or elements in order to have an iPhone. And I don't know, the last time I checked, lithium mines are not very good for the environment. They're not very good. Right. So let's, and I've actually turned down interviews from protesters on this program because when I went to their office, they served me a Keurig coffee and I walked out. <laughs> I said, well, okay, let me know when you guys are serious. Well, I, yeah. Mean, yeah, I mean, so I, I thought to myself, I'll interview Ed Bagley Jr., I guess, who drives around in a methane garbage-powered car because <clears throat> he's living the life he wants everyone to, you know, do. So I think the oil and gas industry, and maybe this is, you know, a way that you can maybe create some new revenue and, and help them out on the promotional side, is they need to promote right now that, okay, Meridian, Meridian Energy Group is doing a really good job of letting people know about their advanced refinery technology and so just things like that to say you know what hey we've invested xyz into this and look how clean it is and uh look at that garbage left behind at the dapple protest by the protesters i mean it's it's gotten so hypocritical to where it's almost too easy and the oil and gas industry is damned if you're doing you're damned if you don't because they're one of the kings of the economy i mean you can't even plant half of agriculture anymore without polymers on the seeds so, I mean, even agriculture relies on oil and gas, and that's not even for the diesel to power the tractors. I mean, we don't even need to get into that whole part of it either. So um, what do you make of my comment about that, that the oil and gas industry is in a very unique window of opportunity to actually do some PR? I'm not talking about aggressive guerrilla PR, but at least something, something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I agree with you, and, and I think that um, at least in Colorado on a local level, um, that's really been our focus. We've, um, you know, we've gone out into communities, uh, we've gone out to go answer Q&As, and that is, that is a, that's a political realm that, um, you know, we usually leave to the politicians, but we've had no choice but to go out and speak to these communities and explain to them the process. Um, Liberty Oil Field Services here in Colorado, you know, they do, um, they do, I guess you can sign up to go and visit a site. You can go and visit a well site. So if you are really interested and you are really concerned and you want to know, the resources are available. Um, we just need to get those resources out into our schools. We need to get them out, you know, into the, the PTAs need to know. So there's, there's, I agree with you, there's an element that we're not fulfilling 
um, I think one of the greatest one of the greatest um, partnerships that I have seen. Um, I was I was a co-founder of the Women's Energy Network Colorado chapter, and um, as the community outreach director. I started to get um, the National Renewable Energy Laboratory to work with us. So we wanted to basically explain to people how all of the different energy sectors, coal, gas, solar, hydro, wind, how we all actually complement each other and how we are working together here in Colorado to, you know, create an environment that is healthy and safe. Um, I, I don't think that that is widely enough publicized, but that is, that's a huge thing that's going on in Colorado and, you know, Vestas is involved and NREL is involved. And that was Destiny McMillan, Senior Landman for Northern Colorado Legal Support, third generation oil and gas family. Also, she is uh, paralegal doing some legal support as well. So thank you very much, Destiny McMillan, Senior Landman. Northern Colorado legal support. There's a lot happening in Colorado, so we're definitely going to be revisiting uh, that conversation quite a bit because it impacts everything. I mean, the, the region, and, and some would even argue the planet, because of the amount of exporting we're now starting to do with oil and gas and just everything that goes with it. So uh, Colorado is uh, a place that really people should be paying attention to right now, whether no matter what industry you're in, honestly. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. This is going to impact so many different industries. And this is not Chicken Little. This is not fear-mongering. This is just reality. It's just reality. I mean, you've already got schools not building, not doing their construction because of this new legislation. So it's it's not fear-mongering, folks. It's reality. So thank you very much. Destiny McMillan. We appreciate the time. That's going to do it for today's program. We'll be back tomorrow at this time on this radio station. Thank you very much for streaming us on the internet and downloading our podcasts on iTunes. Appreciate it very much. Leave a comment or two. Apparently those mean a lot. And uh, what else do we got going on? Well, that's it, man. That's what we got. I'm looking at the clock and thank you very much from the staff here at the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. Like they did in the good old days Because we're back to the way Oh, well, you build the bridge And I'll hammer on the harmony After a hard week's work will end Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. 
and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 